0: You're listening to the Burst Ball Podcast Burst Ball, talking up the Scottish game Hello, you're listening to the Burst Boss Scottish Football Podcast with me your host Hamish Carton Thank you very much for taking the time to download this episode and we hope you enjoy it I will get on to the small matter of introducing our wonderful panel in a wee second. However, we've been a wee bit starstruck at Burstball Towers this week because on Sunday evening, something magical happened.
1: Four Rangers (laughs) will play one Celtic
0: Yes, the SFA managed to do a draw correctly. Hip, hip, hooray. A round of applause for the SFA for that wonderful, wonderful act. And, um, and they drew Rangers, as I must put Rangers first, because that's the way the balls came out of the. The What, what do you even call that? Uh the, don't want to say hat, tub. Aye. The way the balls came out of the tub. Rangers number four were brought out first, then Celtic number one. Those two will face each other at Hamden, and in case maybe some folk have somehow forgotten, there are actually three other teams that still have designs on the Scottish Cup this year as well. Inverness, the current holders, well, they will face Dundee United at Hamden if they can get past Hibernian. Those two drew at Easter Road last week, and Inverness will have home advantage for the replay. Have they announced a date for that replay yet? Will it be the next midweek? Probably.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it is on. The I'm trying to think of the date. I'll be like the thirteenth or something. Today's the eleventh,
0: so the thirteenth so. or something. Yes, the voice there of Connor Park.
2: Connor, how are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm very well, thank you. Good week for you. Yeah, it has been been a, a positive week. A positive week with plenty of positive news.
0: Well, hopefully you can outlay that positivity on today's episode. Also joining Connor for this a uh, compact. First Ball Podcast is um, Johnny Clark. Johnny, how are you? I'm good, it's good to be here. How are you? Very good. Now I hear you were up in Highlandshire
3: last weekend, a wee trip home for you. How is it up there? Um, quite as usual, but I managed to get myself to a wee game. Elgin against East Fife brought brought my curse on Elgin to see them lose their first home game of the entire season. Mm. You did it for St Mirren last year, you got the first win at home all season. <laughs> this this year you've, you've lost it for Elgin. Unfortunate for Elgin as well, but I managed to bring... Some good news for Connor here with Austin, bagging a brace, which he he told me to watch out for him, and I certainly did. And a, a great player we have there. Yeah, we'll be coming on to all the League Two <coughs> chat in about forty minutes
0: or so, but we're going to start at the top with that news. Well, not news, but that um, that short clip that I played there from the the Scottish Cup semi-final draw made last Sunday. It did bring out, of course, two possible semi-finals, which was the aim of the draw. And uh, the big one, no doubt, will be Rangers against Celtic that will take place, we understand, on the Sunday of the weekend. Conor, we're not going to beat about the bush. It's good to see those two together again.
2: Yeah, it is. um, I think it's a, a real exciting game. And I think, you know, for some reason I wasn't really that enthused last year when... When they met up, but I think we know that this year with Rangers playing so attackingly and and playing so well at the moment. Um, it'll, I think about right, a good game of football. Um, and I don't think there'll be a lot between the two sides. Uh, it's one that the fans will love, enjoy, um, and it, hopefully touch wood on the day. It's the football that represents all that's good about Scottish football. Certainly. Johnny, I mean, this
0: is, a, this is a game that's going to divide opinion, as, as Old Firm games should do. Mm-hmm. The last one didn't, because I think everyone, I think even Kenny McDowell expected Celtic to win that last match at Hamden, i totally honest, this one's going to be totally different. This is going to be mm-hmm. a really good Rangers side doing well, running away with the Championship now against a struggling Celtic
3: side. It could be very interesting. Well, I've heard a lot of even Celtic fans saying they think Rangers have got a very good chance. And last time, it was almost... For Rangers, it was a case of damage limitation after 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, for Celtic, it was a case of, well, how many can we win this by? Um, wasn't really... Wasn't great for Celtic. Even even mm. the 2-0 win still didn't shine a good light on them. Mm. Um, but in, in, in a way, it's the same for Celtic this time. Not in as how many we can score. But there's not a lot to gain... For Celtic, but there's a huge chance of disaster if they lose this. Hmm. Um, for Rangers, it's a well. I suppose I've said people are expecting more of them, but they're still big outsiders. Four to one shot, so but it's a great chance for them. Much much closer this time than they were last time. Massive chances for Ronnie
0: Dyler and Mark Warburton to really Ronnie Dyla to to get the critics back on his side if he beats Rangers. No matter the state Rangers are in, the fact they're still playing in the league below for now, if he beats Rangers, he gets the fans back on side and it probably keeps him going for a job next season. And the flip side, if Mark Warburton wins, it really sends a massive message out. It finishes off Ronnie Dyler at Celtic, probably, in most likelihood,
2: and it shows that this Rangers team can do it. Yeah. Um, I think Ronnie Dyler, for me, you know, as you say, you've, you've spread out yourself. If, if he loses the game, I think you will see a massive revolt. Yeah. Um, We've seen it happen already in stages, but for Celtic fans, that that just won't be acceptable. The only thing I would pick up on your point is that I don't think necessarily a win in this game does guarantee... or I don't think it makes massive inroads to keeping them Mm -hmm. for next season because I would say in contrast to last year's game, you know, everyone expected Celtic to win and... I almost kind of feel like the bragging rights weren't even sort of there, despite mm-hmm. it being such that massive derby. Whereas I do still think that this year, <coughs> if Celtic were to win, or either side to win, there is a case to have the... There will be the real kind of bragging rights over it, because because Rangers are playing so well, I think it will be a tight match. I think whoever wins it will have to work hard to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, unless Ronnie Dyler really produces, um, I would say probably at least, probably, it went on to win the Scottish Cup say, by beating mm. Rangers, Then I think that does give him a massive, massive help for next year but um, I think he'll still be under some amount of pressure it will just kind of paper over it for a while because I say the party mode will be in full swing Um it's one of these ones where everyone will look forward to it and, I, and I'm, I'm quite pleased because I mean I don't need to spell it out, I'm not an old firm supporter but um because of the the, the the football aspect of it this time round, and because I've seen the way Rangers can play when they turn it on, it's actually a game that I'm looking forward mm. to watching as a football game. Um, I would comp- As much as it's old firm, and we all know the significance of it, I'm looking forward to watching it just as a football. Mm. Because I think <clears throat> there's the potential there for Rangers to hurt Celtic in a way that probably not any other team in the Premiership this year can. Um, don't get me wrong, teams can hurt Celtic but as I say, when Rangers do get going and the way they pass the ball and the speed at which they attack it might be something that Celtic aren't that used to I mean Aberdeen have had good results against Celtic but you can't exactly say it's been all out, absolutely (coughs) explosive-paced attacking football that's Mm -hmm. won it and I think if Rangers were to beat Celtic it would be because of that, because of the pace, it would be picking them off, it would be finding gaps as Celtic would be to push forward. I'm interested to see how Mark Warburton approaches the game tactically. We've heard stuff kind of say, you know, we don't think about it <laughs> uh, until the week of the game. That's very, very hard. Um, he might not put a focus on it in training, and I think that's maybe what he's more alluding to. But at the end of the day, those players know that tonight, when they go out to face Morton even, there's a pressure there that you know they start to one or two start to drop in performances because it all happens throughout the season they risk losing their place um for that for that mm-hmm. game the only thing that helps like of your Foresters and things he might drop out uh, in the league because we've seen him do that. Since he's come in. But he's going to be forced to play him. Probably against Celtic. Because you'll have uh, Billy King and Michael Harlan will drop out. Probably
0: Wagon well, not back, according to Warburton anyway. I've got mm. my own
2: theory on that. that um, We all know that we can chuck
0: a him week, in. A week before the game that it'll come out that he's, he's mm. fit. It'll give Rangers a big boost. It'll probably worry Celtic a bit if they've written him off. So I've got my theories to do with that. Just looking at the odds for the Scottish Cup at the moment. Celtic are still odds on favourites. Four to six you can get on the hoops. Rangers are nine to two. Obviously they'll go down big time if they dump Celtic out at Hamden. Mm. Inverness and Dundee United are both eight to one, while Hibs are out at tens. Now, Johnny, this gives a massive chance. The other three teams who will be completely forgotten about. Oh. Uh, John Hughes, Mixu Pataline, and Alan Stubbs will just completely be just enjoying it. They'll get to go to Hamden on the Saturday. Two of them will, and there'll be little or no talk about them. One of them will be in the final. Who's it going to be out of those three? Um.
3: That's a very difficult question. Uh, Inverness Hibbs is, as we've seen, going to be very, very difficult to call. But I fancy Inverness to win that one with Hibbs on penalty. On penalty. <laughs> I fancy them because Hibbs are a wee bit. I mean, they've been a wee bit off the boil mm. recently. But I fancy Dundee United. But maybe you could look at it and think, well, the relegation troubles. I mean, mm. before the last, before the quarter final against Ross County, I think. Had we listened to the podcast, I think everybody tipped Ross County to win and sort of looked at the table and thought, well, biggest priority for Dundee United is the relegation battle. But you don't think of that when you're in a semi-final. Um, so I'll, I'll say Dundee United, I'll stick my head in the line, I'll say Dundee United will be in the final. I think it probably gives them, I mean you saw the support they took up to
0: Tanaday, I think the fans... And the players and the management enjoyed this almost a stress-free, mm-hmm. like, little pressure of a cup game because no one was expecting them to go to Ross County, whereas if it was in the league as it was a week earlier, they need to go and win those games. Now, the way it is, I mean, they've got a game tonight in Motherwell that they again probably need to go and win and beat Motherwell tonight to stay up. And uh, I think the cup just gives them a, a kind of a pre- pressure-free environment,
2: really. But It's not the most unusual thing, actually, to see a team just survive but end up in a cup final. Um, I've seen a couple mm. of teams do it, and it'd be the ultimate. <laughs> it would be the ultimate kind of season and turnaround, I suppose, for the United. Could you imagine? You know, they they stay up, and then they've got that cup final on the horizon. It, it would be massive, but they've got a lot, a lot of work to do before that. The only thing that the cup run can do is because they're playing these, as you call, pressure free games to an extent, um, and they are winning them. It will only do good for confidence, Mm -hmm. Um, and they'll certainly, I think, now be a lot more positive going towards Fur Park tonight. Um, They know it's a massive, massive game, but they they have shown that they can't perform. I do think we need to reflect a wee bit with United. on, I remember watching games, I think it was Hearts and Hamilton they played, they played very very well in those games this was just before they started to have a wee sort of turnaround mm-hmm. uh, I think Hamilton they hit the post hit the bar but they, they just couldn't take the chance um, so I think there has been small signs that they're getting somewhere um, and maybe maybe just maybe at the right time it's going to click for them
3: I think the point I've heard about from Dundee United fans and Cow uh, also mentioned it a big fan of of Sue and as we know Um the point that was made was Dundee United may be better off points-wise if McNamara was still in charge, but they'll be better off... Mixu's a better manager, so they're better off in the long term with Mixu. they maybe would have been a bit closer. They wouldn't have been eight points adrift just now had Jackie Mack stayed.
2: I think maybe that might be fair in the sense of... They would have drawn a couple more games and they, they mm-hmm. lost, say... Um you can never tell, quite judge these things, mm-hmm. tell these things but I think because of the size of the club, because of the support, um I've always felt that if they can get a couple of results even in the cup like they have to galvanize the place mm-hmm. a wee bit. It gives them a massive edge on on a a Hamilton, say, yeah. and a Kilmarnock who are not drawn in crowds and it's very much down I mean it's been spoken about by a couple of us that have went to Hamilton games that the feeling towards Martin Carring mm-hmm. is is not there it's not there and it, it's negative of anything and you've got the same um, at Kelly with and you, yeah. and you did have the same at Kelly with yeah. with Gary Locke obviously Lee Clark still as well still has to be proven but Dundee United because of even the size of the port it's double Kamarnock N- normally mm. um, that makes a difference because that can even say you've got half the crowd moaning at least half the crowd maybe are behind the manager and it <laughs> makes a difference than, than than these teams so it'll be interesting I just I just think they'll stay up I, I don't know why I've always had the feeling um, but tonight would be massive if they can get three points tonight that would be down to five wouldn't it mm, that's yeah. that five points you spoke about and then who knows because I think I'll always say once they get in a roll. I think they'll be okay. Um, this could be the weirdo kind of coming, and you could find it. We've always said five points in the split, but if they get to five points tonight, then I, I can only see them cutting that gap more b- between now and then.
0: Mm. How do you see tonight going then, Johnny? Under the lights <coughs> at Fir Park, it's going to be very interesting. Just touching on what Connor was saying there. The fixtures done tonight. The they've got up, they've, they've got that Motherwell game tonight. They've then got the the derby. The Dundee Derby at their home ground, Tannadice, a week on Sunday, so next Sunday, effectively. And then they've got, as we said previously, another kind of Derby ish match away in Perth against St Johnson, who aren't exactly kind of pulling all the points at the moment. they got a good result in midweek, of course. Mm. Away to Partick Thistle, home to Inverness, and then Hibs or Inverness in the Cup semi final mm. after that. They can put this Cup semi final to bed for now and focus on getting these points.
3: I think. Talking about tonight, it's very difficult to call. Um, using a bit of a corner saying here, you can look at it two ways. Um, Motherwell have been fantastic recently. They've been the side that we all thought they they were. Um, they're up to seventh in the table, but saying they're up to seventh, that could be a, a positive if you're looking at it as a, as a Dundee United fan. You think Motherwell kind of have a little bit of a lapse in concentration, think they're safe, maybe take their foot off the gas a wee bit I'm not suggesting well Dundee United might want it more tonight is what I'm really trying to suggest Um, so
2: Motherwell can blow hot and cold and I think that's the main issue Mm -hmm. I think a galvanised Dundee United like they are just now if they catch Motherwell on an off day could find real success
0: Mm. let's give Dundee United a wee bit of hope then Dundee United fans out there Dundee United have won 6 of their last 7 matches at Fur Park against Motherwell That's the good news, the bad news is that the only defeat came back in November 2014 and guess what? That was a Friday night match. That's from SPL Stats of course, not going to completely rip that stat off. In terms of the match tonight, team news is as, as follows. Motherwell defender Louis Lang, who scored the winner last week in the Lanarkshire Derby, is probably going to miss the match tonight with a groin injury. He could be out for as long as a fortnight. Joe Chalmers is also out with a foot injury, but that that's the only players that Mark McGee's side are going to be missing this evening. Dundee United are unlikely to have Kawashima, the goalkeeper, back fit. Mm. Of course, it was... Um, the other boy, the other boy um, that played, the other boy that's name has completely escaped me. That played against it's Ross first County a year, isn't it, or something? Uh, well, I yeah, he played he played at the start of the season. I've completely forgotten his name, and he played against yeah. Ross County. And well, he obviously um, he made a few good saves late on in that match. Anyway, Lewis Wick is the name I'm looking for, and Gavin Gunning is going to return as as Paul Payton for Dundee United. Payton's been a big player for them, Connor.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, as much as things were going badly, it was easy to forget they did have a couple of players that injured. Paul Payton was one of them. Um, and since he kind of came back, I know he was obviously out last week. But since he did come back and got a wee run, they have improved. It's all about having your best players available. Um, and you've seen it. You know they do get results, um, and they can make a difference. It can, and it's wee things like that. You know, seeing that name on the team sheet it can make a difference to even the support because it Mm. gives a wee bit of belief that they know there's a player there that is a good player and I wouldn't say quite can turn a game but can have a massive say in a match Mm. Um, and that's what maybe they've been lacking a wee bit but as a team and as a squad you can't argue they they are improving slowly but surely Um, and it'll be interesting I think tonight's another very fascinating game I don't have a lot in it again, and I'd like to see both attacks go at it. Um, I think Dundee will have to be more reserved. Mixer always lets these teams be hard to beat in the first place, but they did show that by going to Ross County and getting three goals um, Twice. That, aye. That they can score, and they can attack, and they can, they can punish teams, which is something <coughs> that's been missing this season. So, not very intriguing match. It'll be tight, but I would be silent to say that I do fancy Dundee United to sneak it.
0: Motherwell can move into the top six tonight. Johnny, for the first time in ages, probably. Absolutely ages. Certainly (coughs) the first time under Mark McGee. They've won their last two matches. A 3-1 win against Partick Thistle a couple of weeks ago. And then that victory in the Lancashire Derby I was talking about last week. Uh, Three wins in a row can move them to the top six. It must be a massive, massive driving factor for them tonight. They can basically...
3: Secure their safety. I think we'll win. Um, it's interesting you say that because we've we've said so many times this season. Motherwell have probably been the one that've thrown us the most. You know, we've said they were safe, and then a couple of weeks later, they found themselves two points off the relegation. Now they're. Si- Six or five or six points clear, and you're thinking, right, win tonight. That's it. Seven points um, clear of eleventh place. Kilmarnock. 35 points they're on, so mm,
0: they can move. Obviously, eighteen points clear of Dundee United tonight. Albeit Dundee 18. United have a game in hand, but
3: yeah, well, I think the difference this just now is that we found Kilmarnock and Hamilton are hitting a bad run of form. Um, we've not really had that. We've had teams taking points off each other. Seems to be those two. Mm -hmm. Um, Fallen Drift with Partick and Motherwell playing well and we've even got Inverness down there in Mm -hmm. ninth now Mm -hmm. and we're still I wouldn't consider them a relegation candidate but I would still consider Motherwell so (laughs) it is it is odd I think me and Connor were talking about this before the the podcast that if you take away the team names almost or recent performances in recent seasons um, or show the table to somebody from Poland, say. Doesn't know anything about Scottish football. They would say Inverness relegation candidates. Yeah. And maybe you do have to look at it like that, but it's hard to believe. I don't think Inverness there's any way
0: Inverness are going down this year. I'd actually looking at the table now, I would I would come out and say that I think I think it's down to three teams now. I think it's down to Hamilton, Kelly and Dundee United, I think one of those will be going down, one will be staying up and one of them will be heading into the playoff. And I think it's as simple as that. I
3: really do. One of them will go down automatically. I think it's safe to say. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. I mean, you look at Inverness, you look at uh, Partick Thistle and Motherwell are all safe, um, I think, anyway, in my opinion. But tonight's, mm. tonight's still a big one. I mean, Motherwell do lose tonight. They are kind of back in that way. It's just the way it's been. I fancy Motherwell to win tonight, I must say, I, I fancy them, I've talked on United up a hell of a lot, but I, I fancy I fancy Motherwell to, to get that win tonight, because I was quite impressed with them last week actually, they moved the ball very well, uh, I've said that about their, their top players all season, I think the experience, I mean I think the job Stephen Pearson does in that midfield's been really, uh, it's not been talked about much this year, but I think he's been brilliant for them, I and mean, he just kind of mops up, he's really turned in to an experienced head in that midfield alongside the likes of Lasley. Mm. Uh, I think I think Motherwell are a, a team that will certainly still be in the Premiership next season anyway. Uh, elsewhere, that's the Friday night match. What have we got tomorrow? We've got lots of good action. The early game is featuring Partick Thistle and Celtic. Yes, it's the Glasgow Derby that all Celtic fans have been waiting for. Half-12 kick-off at Fur Hill. Celtic have the pressure right on them, Conor, because they're only a point
2: clear of Aberdeen, who themselves beat Partick Thistle in midweek. This is it. This is, you know, prove yourself time. Um I think it's a point, remember that it's a game in hand, doesn't it? Celtic have gotten Aberdeen. But if they muck up on Saturday and Aberdeen have got the chance, you know, to to, to put on pressure. Uh, as the weeks go on if Celtic keep dropping points, you know, then eventually something's got to give I don't expect them to lose really against Partick. So I think I don't know who it was that mentioned it to I me. Haven't lost the them.
3: Nineteen
0: ninety-five was the last time the start we came out earlier well On mm. in the week was that Partick Thistle have never beaten Celtic or Rangers in either of our
3: lifetimes. Like yeah. are th- us three sitting in this room, any of our lifetimes. I turned twenty the other day, <laughs> and Park Thistle off. Never been witness to a Partick but Thistle. Yeah, I was
0: thinking in farm. my head though. The reason I, I tried to research that stat was I had it in my head thinking, when was the last time Partick Thistle did? Like, cause you remember something? Like, you remember? You remember Kelly beating Celtic one nil in Robbie Keane's first game? You remember like Kelly beating Rangers? St. You Mirren. remember St. Mirren beating 4-0. Celtic and Rangers in the past? But Partick Thistle you never. You, you can't picture Partick Thistle
3: turning over Celtic and Rangers, so they'll probably probably do it tomorrow now at Fur Hill. If there ever was a time, I think Partick, I was actually impressed with them uh, against Aberdeen. The defence, so tight. I've said it time and time again the best defence outside the top three. Um, when they went 1 0 up against Aberdeen, I thought that's it. Huge loss for Aberdeen. But credit to them, they turned it around well. But Partick's defence, so tight. Apart from those two goals, I'm not sure if you've seen the highlights, but it's, yeah. it was. The first us. goal, especially, was terrible defending. But it's rare. And um, uh, the boy... What's the boy's name? I forgot his name the other day. Osman in midfield. Cracking player. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, he does player. the job exactly what he's on the field to do. Mops up in the midfield. Plays the ball forward perfectly. Uh, Amu down the down the right had a fantastic game as well. Had Considine in his back pocket. Even defensively had Considine in his back pocket actually. Because me and Matt were having a joke about that. Um, obviously until said Considine popped up with the goal but um, uh, no I was very impressed with Partick Um, can't see them going down despite the fact that I would still admit they're in a battle Hmm. but I can see them staying up
0: so you fancy Celtic tomorrow then Connor?
2: I think so Um, it's pressure and it'll be interesting to see if if they do rise up but all in all I think the record speaks for itself Hmm. I just don't quite feel Partick have enough up front mm-hmm. to punish the totally mistakes. Agree. Um I I have to say, and I know this is slightly controversial, but they will get opportunities because I think you're prone to seeing Celtic have lapses at the back. Um, so I think Partick will get opportunities. I just don't think they've got it quite in them up the top to, to punish it properly. Um it'll not be easy, it'll be uncomfortable for Celtic I think because of the defence that Johnny's talking about it'll uh, be hard to break down but I just fancy Celtic buying one or two goals I mm. think I,
3: I would agree with you talking about Parks vessels, strikers Someone they could do with someone like John Baird or something, someone that can finish a chance that's what they're missing I know He's they've got Doolin <laughs> <going. laughs> I, I know but I know they're, they're sort of, they could do with a finisher I know they've got Doolin and Lawless who scored a cracking goal Tuesday night but they do need that sort of finisher that I most of the other teams around them have. Completely agree and I think I think that is a a position that they really need to work on. They've got the creativity
0: there with the lights at loss and even Doolin. Dulin is more creative things. for me than that show. He's not he's not a, for me he's not a goal scorer, mm. Crystal. And I think you put him up up top alongside someone, whether Alan Archibald will want to do that next season. But I think definitely if they get a good striker in, a striker that will score goals. I think I think Partick Thistle next season could be a good side because they've certainly got a good defence there. Hmm. Uh, they have, however, as we were saying a second ago, they don't have a great record against Celtic. They've suffered 15 defeats in a row. That goes all the way back to 2002. And in that period, in that 14-year period, they've only scored four goals. So we're not holding Stunning. so much uh, or too much um, confidence for Partick Thistle tomorrow. But I suppose you take... That doesn't really matter at all tomorrow, does it? I mean, it's it's two teams on the pitch. Partick Thistle playing quite well. Give Aberdeen a good game in midweek. I don't think it'll be easy for Celtic there. Uh, Celtic can put the pressure back on Aberdeen's shoulders. The Dons are at home to Kilmarnock. Aberdeen themselves have a very handy record against the Ayrshire side. They have won their last nine matches. And in that time, Kilmarnock themselves have only scored three goals against Aberdeen. So, Aberdeen tomorrow... Big favourites. Well,
2: it's interesting because I fancy them a bit. Come look, but um, Callum is very—I wouldn't say confident, but Aye. he's got a wee feeling. I think I don't know why to, I, I've got that feeling as well. i just, just get one.
0: because because Aberdeen have thrown so many points at home. The likes I'm thinking of, uh, the likes of uh, St. Johnson. Partick. Partick, Partick Thistle, St Inverness. Johnson, Inverness at the start of the season, uh, St Johnson again, the one they lost 5-1, just kind of freak results almost. I've just got a feeling that Kelly, I don't think Kelly will win, I think Kelly will get something tomorrow and I don't know I don't know what leads me to believe that, I just get a feeling <laughs> Kelly will they're hit or miss, Kelly, when they're good. We saw them at Ibrooks, really good defensively. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think they rise to the big games as well. Not been beaten by Celtic this season. Hadn't been beaten by Hearts until two weeks ago. They kind of did all right in their first two meetings. Um, Aberdeen thrashed them yeah. rugby park. Aberdeen
2: have beaten them twice already this season, yeah. I think. But,
0: I don't know, I just get a wee feeling for them I, for them I, tomorrow.
2: I don't think Calvin can quite make his mind up because he spoke to him the other day. It was quite positive at the weekend, but a couple of days before that, he was... <laughs> It was very uh, fearful of what the future might hold because I think the next three games for them are quite tough, um, but it's definitely not without the Rems' possibility from up there. I think you know they've shown that, as you say, they can when they do click. They, they can play fairly well and are fairly competent at the back. Um, but for me, I just think <coughs> that Aberdeen. And I know they have mucked up before, but surely they're going to keep this wee bit of pressure on surely they're not going to yeah. slip up this time if they did it if they get beat at home by come out tomorrow that would be about the third time probably I think mm. where they've had a real good chance to keep pressure going and they've they've chucked it and I think if they do that on Saturday you can wave bye bye to any to any sort of for the
3: fourth time this season
2: yeah <laughs> I just they keep getting these positions and I can see why come would with them they've got a decent chance because as you say mm-hmm. they do keep getting these positions and they throw it away But for me, it's an Aberdeen win tomorrow. Um, Sorry, Cal, but uh, (laughs) I do think it will be and fairly routine at that. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Uh, The match now uh, the match. I think looking at the fixture card, that appeals to me the most. And to be totally honest, it's actually not. There's not a hell of a lot riding on it. It's Dundee against Hearts. Dundee for me are completely safe. I know that goes maybe slightly against what I've said in the past with St Johnson being in a wee bit of danger, but I think they're fine as well. But I think Dundee are alright, and Hearts are of course, Hearts as nailed on for third place as any team in history ever has been. But they're um, a boring
2: team with no style and no <laughs>
0: class. And no passion. It's Nielsen a out. disaster at Tyne Castle. Nielsen out. What's the thoughts about this game tomorrow at Den's Park? Because I think you'll see, hopefully sounds silly, but hopefully the weather's good and you get a good crowd in there, I think Hearts will bring a good support up to Dundee, Dundee have obviously got a good home support as well could get over 5,000 for that game oh, definitely, mm.
2: definitely. I think Dundee United, Dundee at home sorry, you have to remember they're not long that back up mm. um, they've got a very good established support that, that do back them consistently even look at the cup games midweek they had against Dumbarton and Falkirk, they still got decent crowds in for them and You know, they they will pose a threat, and we keep going back to the strike force, um, and that that will trouble any team. Hearts are a team that are very progressive. You only have to look this week at the signing of uh, I forgot his first name, second name's Kitchen Perry, Perry, Perry Perry Kitchen, um, (laughs) MLS, Star, and you know, they're always looking and building, and that's what's impressed me. You know, even you got the middle of last year uh, towards this kind of time when you started to see faces arriving again in preparation for going up to the Premiership so they're obviously they've got a plan they know what they really want to do they've signed him they've got the boy um, Dario Zanatta signed a contract extension today 2019 yep. so it's a, it's looking insane well just now we're th- third it's unlikely we'll get any better than third but we're not going to be any worse than third so mm. We keep winning, we keep the positive feeling going, but let's let's look ahead and let's try and entice because, as I said, they don't even have any effort in terms of fan or support anymore. I was looking already, games in April are down to just single seats at Tinecastle already, um, and that's great. It's great to hear, and they just need to keep it going. I think it'll be interesting, even I'm looking way in the future now, but. We remember speaking about them at the start of the season and I think quite a few of us tipped them for third. I, th- um, I
0: think we did, I think that's one of the things we've actually got right this year as we said third. It'll be interesting
2: yeah. to see, if the signings keep continuing as they are, um, and providing you do at least get, well you will at least get Rangers back in the league, mm-hmm. where do we place them for next year? It'll be interesting to see because aberdeen is progressive, Aberdeen have been about continuity. Yeah. So... Where do we next, start next season? We look at them and it'll be interesting because I think that will be a real interesting one comparing Hearts and Aberdeen next year.
0: And I think I think Hearts will go right under the radar next year. I think everyone will expect Rangers to come in and be ahead of them. Mm. I think next year, Hearts, the signings are made. These are like good. These are that's like an MLS established player they've signed in midweek. They've signed, alright, it's not worked out, but they've signed a Nigerian international left back in Oshaniwa for them and he can't even get the t- in the team. And I mean, Juan Ma, you'd heard about him again. He's been, you'd probably still call him a hit because he's been good this year, but yeah. not quite as good as maybe some would have hoped. But he's one you'd heard about as being like a high prospect. I just think Hearts next year, if they get it right, if they keep Robbie Nielsen in charge, which I think from kind of things I've heard in the past, I have a feeling that he he's not going to be at Hearts forever. But I think everyone knows that. But if they can get him and keep him in charge next year, uh eh, I, I don't see why Hearts couldn't keep moving up and next year and try and challenge It's totally try refreshing and, try and challenge Aberdeen well. and Rangers I think next year I, I think in my opinion next season and it's, this is a long way off this is a, me making predictions for season 2016-17 I think you'll have four uh, cracking teams at the top of that league um, four really good teams that there's not much between not a hell of a lot between Celtic, Rangers, Hearts and Aberdeen I think it'll be. I think it'll be brilliant. It'll be absolutely brilliant. I'm looking forward to it a hell of a lot. Hmm.
2: It's the signings as well. We talk about them being high quality, but it's just refreshing. It's something different. It's not. It's not picking up within Scottish football. The names I haven't heard before. It's not even down south where we've we've kind of got a link. It's <coughs> you're scrambling to try and find out, well, who are these guys? You know what I mean? And then the Nigerian internationalist. You go away and you and think that's a really decent pedigree. The guys from America, really decent pedigree and originally Canadian. You know, it, it's not... It's testament to what's going on, and it's testament probably to Craig, uh, Craig Levine, because Robbie Nielsen will be working very hard in the training pitch every day, but I'm, hast- I'm having a guess here, but it's, it'll be Levine and his, and his scouting staff that are ta- are having the time to go away and, and actually look at these players and, and come up with them. And that's when maybe... You know, you hear about... <laughs> Bad situation with the directors of football where they're trying to get too involved. Maybe it's been a stroke of genius for Hearts in the sense that yes, Robin Neilson has the final say on the transfers, but you've got a very astute and sound manager there who could easily, easily manage in the Premier League himself. Mm. and Craig Levine, he could have a (coughs) premiership club in the same, he could be the manager of Hearts. That's what I'm saying, right? no no denying that at all for me. I think he's i still a very good manager, just about happened with Scotland. But you've got him there and he can just solely work on just overseeing things and making th- sure things are running properly. Mm. And you've got then got at hearts, in my opinion, three and this is what I say three very good potential managers for any team because you've got um Craig Levine, you've got Robbie Nielsen and you've also got Stevie Crawford, Crawford yeah. who goes totally under the radar but his coaching methods and the way he, he talks to players during the game uh, impressed me so so much. I, obviously, I, I, I've seen him probably more than others in this room because it working mm-hmm. at Falkirk. But look at Hearts; he produces strikers. He's got them playing well, fast attacking football, and clinical. He had Zafuk the, the in the Championship last year. You had these players. Yes, they've got good kind of backgrounds anyway, but they were all finishers. At Falkirk, he, he, he produced three kind of player of the seasons, as in strikers. You had Lyle Taylor, who's at 30 goals. Freed, uh, who's at Hibs now, 30 goals. And you had Rory Loy, 30 goals. Mm. He does it wherever he goes. That's not a coincidence to me, because that's like, we're talking like five or six years in the bounce now, he's had really, really good strikers that he's able to produce. So everything about Hearts, in my opinion, it's a plan. It's, it's actually been sat down, it's been thought about, He'll do strikers, he's your manager, very good tactically, you've got uh, an experienced head in there but still young enough to be a man in his own right, mm. overseeing everything, really good financially um, and, and great support off the park as well so there's not really much you can pick at. Yeah. It would be interesting, I always look at this negatively, it would be interesting to see, say Hearts did next season start very badly. They made a very bad start to the season. I can't see Hartman, but say it did. I think it'd be interesting to see. Because we've only ever heard positive news for Hearts out the past couple of years. Mm. Um Apart from the plane. Apart from the plane, but well, we that don't just know shows you're not gonna from.
0: you're not gonna please all fans. Maybe we don't even comment on that. It was that silly? Um just what you were saying there, I, I do know as well from hearing a few things how, how well they thought of, of things when they decided to appoint Robbie Nielsen. I know that Stevie Crawford actually wasn't the, the first choice they had for the, the youth team. They, they had planned to have a, a certain guy that's working down at Newcastle now to come in uh, as the, the youth coach and then take Robbie Nielsen's job whenever he moves on. Um, I'll interest interested to in see if that's maybe the way they'll work with Stevie Crawford in the future. If they're m- m- turning him in to be a, a future Hearts manager, I'd probably think so at the moment. Uh In terms of Dundee, Johnny, they're a team that were doing very nicely, but they had a bit of a setback at Ibrox last week, and uh, Paul
3: Hartley's message, of course, a former Hearts player, will be to repay the fans. Yeah, very disappointing against Rangers, I think everybody expected more from them, everybody, almost everybody expected Dundee to avoid defeat, I would say, at Ibrox. Apart from Uh, me. Apart from me. I thought. Sorry, I forgive. Forgive me. I thought for everybody, but uh, no. But I think the way people, most people, maybe on the podcast here le- looked at it was fifth in the Premiership against top of the Championship rather than Dundee against Rangers. Uh, Rangers had an exceptional, exceptional day. I think scoring after 13 seconds or something like that um, kicked them off nicely. But some great goals in there. Uh, the free kick, Lee Wallace's goal absolutely exceptional. It just epitomised Rangers, almost the uh, way the full-backs play. And Dundee couldn't deal with it defensively, but I think they'll be back this weekend. I think they'll get something off Hearts. Right. Um, they'll probably destroy your dreams of a good game with a 1-1 draw. Mm. That's my tip.
2: Just interesting, because obviously you spoke about that certain Newcastle man. He's been kept on down there has under he? Benitez Right who signed a three year deal Because mm. so I know he Izzy and Catherow
0: were talking about of course I know he's uh, quite into his He obviously worked in Spain for a while And he's he's quite into his old uh, Spanish stuff So it would be interesting to see if that's P- Pretty much the
2: rest of the coaching staff have gone though
0: mm. Very, interesting. Very interesting Very mm. interesting uh, Has Rafa Benitez been announced as the, the next yeah. manager then? Mm. Three years mm. Stunning mm. Very stunning. More stunning news is about to come your way because Johnny Hayes has been called into the Provisional Ireland squad for their upcoming friendlies, which is very interesting. I mean, no one really saw that one coming,
3: did they? Well, he deserves it. I yeah, feel I, like I, I
0: been completely agree, but they've got Euros coming up and you would honestly not have... I wouldn't have thought that at all that they'd have brought Johnny
3: Hayes in. Uh, is Adam Rooney made the squad... He's injured at uh, the he's moment, injured, so... Of course, but when would the squad be for the end of the month... Well, Uh, it'll be be for the same games,
0: I'm trying to remember, I'm sure it's Switzerland and someone else they're playing, as I say, I'm not big into my... 29th uh,
3: of March is the Scotland-Denmark game,
0: so I imagine it'll be around the same uh, time. Switzerland and Slovakia, they've called up Johnny Hayes and a lad called Chris Forrester, I don't really know much about at all... Mm. Uh, just thought I was a bit interesting there as well. Final game on Saturday is up in the Highlands. It's Inverness, Cali Thistle against Hamilton. The match we saw, mm. the reverse match, Connor, still maintained for me. It's the best game I've seen this season. 4-3 to Inverness in that cold... Uh, it was about the 30th of December, wasn't it? It was, oh, it was one of the last days of the frozen. year. It was freezing that day, but that was... Uh, that heated us up that day. Do you see any sort of repeat tomorrow of the goals and the drama?
2: It was a fairly unique match. I mean, if, if they get half of that up there tomorrow, they'll have value for money. Um, the thing that sprang out that day was to be fair to both sides, they just went for it. Yeah. They did just go for it. I had a weird feel to it, though, because it was during the day. It was a three o'clock game. The crowd was
0: probably as bad as Hamilton have had this season. And.
2: It wasn't it? It looked bad, but. Aye. It didn't feel that way at times. It was strange. It was. You've
0: got to remember it's. I mean, it's a it's a tiny stadium. To be totally honest, What is it six thousand or 6, something like that? Because there was, I think there was just short of four thousand at the the Lanarkshire Derby last week, and it felt full, which is a wee bit strange. But I don't know what that um, uh, circus bit across from the main stand <laughs> holds. Shed. I don't know. I don't know how many of that holds. but I mean, that's not, that's not used for yeah. any games apart from Celtic and holds Aberdeen. the Ball Boys. Really? Uh, aye, basically. But I mean. Uh, that was that was that's probably the game i remember from this season for drama I mean the quality of the goals Tansy scoring two two day. good free kicks and that that Liam Polworth goal uh, in the hmm. last minute is
2: probably one of my goals of the season it, which it almost feels fake to me I feel like I was <laughs> watching something that wasn't real because you, it just was uh, if you think about it we're sitting now none of us don't, both of us don't come from anywhere near Hamilton hmm. we're, we're sitting in Hamilton and on a Tuesday afternoon in the middle of winter Watching seven goals, even the crowd—it was going from one minute Hamilton fans are yeah. are going off their head Martin Cannon, and then he pulls it back, and I think, "Oh, great!" And then next thing, it's just—it was—it was a stunned silence over that goal, apart from the odd kind of shout, and then all of a sudden, the wee band Inverness fans, you know, <laughs> it was a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre day. But as, as I say, those two teams—it wasn't a way it does prove that, despite Inverness having. The, f- the better of the seasons as a whole you'd probably say there's not a lot between them probably especially the fact that Vanessa at home will give them an edge um, on Saturday and again though it'll hopefully be a good game, it'll be tight <laughs> you would probably say Hamilton because they we're at home that day there would be more attacking than what there will be on Saturday mm. um, but no it's got the potential as we've already seen this season to be a good game so hopefully it lives up to any anyway, well half of what we had that 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 day in the middle of winter, but um, I do still fancy Inverness. I think it's a real rut Hamilton need to try just somehow pull themselves a wee result out of the bag. Um, could be Saturday, but I just don't see it. Yeah. Hamilton them
3: go level with Inverness if they win that game? Yeah, which they is do. actually stunning when you think about because hmm. you wouldn't even think they were within ten points Inverness the way we talk about the two sides, but. Um, Inverness actually I think need to really, that is a must, almost say it's a must win to remove mm. any fear of
0: relegation. They've not won since they beat Aberdeen on the 15th of February in the league anyway, Hamilton themselves haven't won since the 30th of January when they beat Kilmarnock so it's two teams that really, probably it's the two most out of form teams in terms of their last mm. victory in the league going head to head. I just can't look away for Inverness. I think Inverness will be far too strong for Hamilton. I think they'll win 2-0 tomorrow, Inverness. I uh, and I think that'll that'll keep them safe. Moving to the Championship. Finally, of course, we're, sorry, we're missing Ross County as well, who will come on to their, um, their game they've got in Hamden on Sunday against Hibs. We'll come on to that in a minute. Who are the team that are not playing this weekend? Who were meant to be playing Ross County? Use your brains, Arctic guys. Fistle. They're playing Celtic. Oh... Um, who are that missing team St Johnson good shout Connor Park good shout yes St how did Johnson how I say Park <laughs> remove that please <laughs> St Johnson are the team that get a week off so Tommy Wright will be away in Spain on a holiday with the Perth boys as they try and um, sort out the rest of their season they I mean, we do need to talk St Johnson a wee bit because they got a good victory in midweek against that team we were just talking about Inverness and that is really um well, it's moved them back up to fifth and it's taken away a lot of the, the worries that were around the club.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so it was a bit of a ross there, just a look around, make sure no one else is answering. No, I think uh, St Johnson have been bang at a form. Um, it's almost been a case of mid-table um, for quite a long time now with nothing to play for. Um, <clears throat> I think that was quite a big one for Inverness. Um we had their the own Twitter mocking them, though, uh, mocking the support, nobody in the ground. Um, maybe it was a bit of a dire atmosphere, a bit of a... What was this? Uh, Inverness's Twitter pre-match posted a tweet saying, I think it was about 45 minutes before kick-off, posted saying, not nobody here yet. And then about two minutes before kick-off, there's a few people here now, or something like that. It was just... Aye, they just summed up the game, I think. Nah, they've, uh, they've just been living off that Meekings tweet, haven't they? Like, for the Celtic
0: penalty one since, like, last April, whenever the game was. Aye. I mean, the Inverness Twitter page, I think it's due and unfollowed from me, in my <laughs> opinion. But we've spoken about that in the past. But that was a big win for the team they played on Wednesday evening. St Johnson with a 1-0 win there. Chris Kane, I think, with the late goal there for the Perth side. Moving down now, finally... To the championship, where we have just the three games um, tomorrow. We of course start tonight though at Ibrooks with Rangers against Morton. Rangers can move three points closer to the championship title, corner Park. They can move, what, 15 points clear? Am I right in saying that? Of Falkirk with a win
2: tonight? Yep, certainly can. I think it's, it's a foregone conclusion now. Um, but that one tonight, you know, we've seen obviously the reverse at Capelo. Yes, there wasn't, it wasn't much in it. It wasn't much in it at all. I mean, the one thing we did come away saying is of Morton, and it's strange because they have had finishers recently and they had players on the park that could finish that night but it just wasn't quite at it. If they could have stuck the ball in the back of the net, I think they would have at least got a point of mm-hmm. that night. Um, but they've shown... that They've played not badly against Rangers this season. Obviously, they got the, the draw eye Ibrox, it was, about Christmas time. Um, and, and they've done well. So... Rangers, I would say, are slightly more advanced now than what they were probably when Morton got that draw. Because I think that was roughly a time when Rangers had dropped points against other teams, Livingston and Falkirk, I think it was, the dropped points around about that time mm-hmm. as well. So it'll be tough for Morton, but you know, they'll, they'll go there. And it's one of these games where, for the teams below Rangers now, um, or certainly below the top three, they're not thinking really they're going to get anything. But they go in, they play their football uh, and anything's a bonus. It'd be a great bonus for Morton because they've got slim, slim playoff hopes. Um, can't see that happening, that's another story. Um, but they'll make it difficult. But overall, I think with the Rangers playing just now, it'll be a couple of goals in it probably. Yeah,
0: I fancy Rangers to win by a couple tonight. <coughs> Morton, last week saw them at Celtic Park. Um,
2: so disappointed in them.
0: I I was I was slightly disappointed as well. I thought there was just I mean there was just defensive mistakes really cost them in the first half. Second half I suppose they mounted a bit of a challenge, but there's a lot of people saying that they didn't disgrace themselves and that. I expected more from them to be totally honest. Themselves and Wraith Rovers, who have both come to Celtic Park, I've seen them this season and neither of them really laid a glove on Celtic at all. I would quite like to see Maybe I'm being totally harsh. As a team, of course, they're sixth in the championship going again up against the best team in the country at the moment in terms of where the league table sits. Uh, but I just expected a wee bit more from them. But I don't know, Johnny, do you think that kind of experience at Celtic Park will
3: help them going into the game tonight at Ibrooks? Um well I think they've already played Rangers twice this yeah. season, so I mean that should be enough to they know what they're getting. Um I think for them they need both strikers. I mean, if they play with two strikers, Samuel and Johnson, both need need to have the game of their seasons, um, and they need Rangers to have an off day. It's as simple as that. They're not going to get, anything. if Rangers play 100%, though, they'll, they'll beat Morton. But like Connor says, it's it's almost a bonus game for a team like Morton because you know there's they've already got a point. Essentially, what you would class as almost a bonus point over the
2: teams around them. Um, Rafe, Queen of like South, like St Mirren An extent by getting a 3 point Easter Road I know teams have beaten Hibs but not really Easter Road
3: mm. I suppose you could look at that too, of course Queen of South beat Hibs um, as well but it is it is a bonus I think they're about 7 points behind Rafe so it's very very slim chances now, I think for Morton fans they're just hoping to, to finish ahead of St Mirren, probably mm. whisper it that's their, that's their prize this season anyway Aloha
0: against Wraith Rovers, now Wraith Rovers have really impressed me in recent weeks because they've, from going from this team that seemed to kind of bottle a lot of opportunities of wrapping up that 4th place, they've then gone on a really nice run, only Rangers have beaten them in the last 5, they've won the last, the, the other 4 matches in that time, beating Livingston, beating Morton, beating St Mirren and beating Queen of the South, 3 of those teams that ran around them and they now kind of look as if they've got that 4th place tied up. Yeah,
2: that's the difference essentially. Um, I remember making the comment, (laughs) nobody wants fourth place, because that's what it seemed like for Mm -hmm. a a long time. They were both, they weren't taking chances, and the teams around about them, and when they were playing each other, they were drawing. The difference with this last quarter has been Wraith have beaten the teams around them, and that's what's essentially given them their their lead. Um, It's not done yet, though. It's it's not done yet. Um, And I think. (laughs) You know they've had a very good season, um, and certainly it looks like they will get themselves that fourth place. And it'll be interesting to see because they're they're a tough game on their day for other teams around them. But um, I just think we've still got about a quarter to go. There there is a chance that there's a chance that they could slip up, and it's purely because of their running. You know they've got six of their their last nine, the remaining nine games, sorry, away from home. Mm. So they need to have good away form, um, and the home games that they've got are against Hibs Rangers and Falkirk. Mm. So there is the potential to drop points. Mm. I think they will just, I think they will get the fourth place. But it was interesting, you know, Ray McKinnon still kind of said in his press, and you wouldn't expect them to say anything different. But he said, you know, it's not done yet. You know, we need to keep going, work as hard as we can to stay in that fourth place spot and then we've got a good hold on it but um, the difference being is I, I still think likes the Queen South at Mirren and Morton will take points off each other and that mm. was the difference Rafe was able to take points off for of them Do
3: you think it's quite bizarre how Rafe have got every team in that league left to play and yet they still end up with difficult running it's just yeah. totally bizarre isn't it but ah, well. I would imagine that's their nine games left, one against each team. Yeah, well it will be. And, um, it's bizarre. I suppose you can
0: look at it both ways though as well, because you could look at it the way you're saying that they've got those home matches against the best teams and the the rest of the league away from home basically, but you could flip flip it the other side and say that they've got their hardest games at home in front of their home support, where they've been really good at home this year, mm. and their away games against the lesser teams, so kind of less daunting maybe than having to go to Ibrox, Falkirk Stadium, Easter Road etc., uh, I would fancy Raythrowers to take fourth, but I'd, I wouldn't mind them dropping a couple of points this weekend and making it interesting with Queen of the South, uh, and who knows, maybe Morton or St Mirren. Morton certainly in with an outside chance there of, of closing that gap, perhaps. Uh, St Mirren, Queen of the South, this is... Well, I don't know if I even count St Mirren, 13 points behind Ray, still in the chase. I think I'd probably write them off, to be totally honest, because we've written Hibs off of with any chance of winning the league, and they are... Uh, Hibbs and Falkirk have written both of them off and they are 12 and uh, 14 points behind respectively so I think you've probably got to write St Mirren off there as well but for Queen of the South that is a, a must win match a game that you're possibly looking at going to Johnny? It'll either be there or
3: Somerset Park um, It's a big game as well, we'll come on to that Yeah but I think Connor's looking at me watching the Falkirk game and maybe doing something on that so I might go to Somerset but yeah it's a it's a huge game but I think St Mirren... Although you, what you've said is true, I think Rafe are more likely to drop points than Rangers, um, but they'll be looking over their shoulders. I think there are only a few points now between them and Livingston. I'm not suggesting that they'll they'll have any relegation problems, but it's still a much more realistic um, option, more re- much more realistic chance of them being relegated than there is of them being promoted. So they've got to look first thing first... And get away from that bottom, too. The mm. final game, as you just touched on there, corner is away for
0: your side, Falkirk, at Dumbarton. A quarter past five kickoff live on BBC Alba, and you would expect a victory there for the Bears.
2: Very tough, though. Very tough. Um, you know, they've shown against Hibs recently that they can mm. do damage down there. But. <laughs> One five now in your last visit there, of course. That that, that <laughs> is also true. Um, so no, there's two. There, there's there's various ways that, that, that you could predict that one. But with Falkirk now sitting in second, it's all about putting the pressure on Hibs now. Um, chance to go five points clear. Which I mean, if you'd asked me, I know the I know Hibs haven't played, but even at that, if you'd asked me six weeks ago, when I said it would be about to have the chance to go five points clear to Hibs, um, so not. Everything going really well at the moment, you know, and it's just winning games. And one of them, you know, it's not that we're absolutely hammering teams, but we're getting results. And that was a comment Peter Houston made during the week. You know, we might not play well every week; we don't play well every week, but we're still getting results. We're still getting ourselves through, and that that's most important because I still think you, if you were to get the three points, you go five points going on Saturday, you'd be looking absolutely cracking game next Friday at the Falkirk Stadium, between Falkirk and Rangers, that would be a sell-out, um, that would just be fantastic, in front of the cameras again, you could be looking at, and also we know what happened, for our side obviously the last time, mm. Falkirk played Rangers, but first things first, in Barton, um, it'll be tough, but if you want to find a second, and you want to do it, you need to go down there and win, in my opinion.
0: Rangers lose tonight, Falkirk win tomorrow, Falkirk beat Rangers next Friday, and the gap's down to six points,
3: all of that, <laughs> and it's
2: still six points with a game in hand to Rangers. <laughs> that, <it's, laughs> I going to write them off. It's um, no, it, it, <laughs> that's not happening. But you know, it's all about it's all about second. It make a massive, massive difference coming end of the yeah. season. Um, and you no, know, I'm, I'm pleased though in a sense that, that we have you know you, you've seen recognition in this week in terms of Peter Houston getting manager once again. Um, and it's it's, it's it's we are actually being talked about now. You can't not really because when you consider the amount of school pal and has been given to bring in players from Hibs, mm. for Hibs sorry, to even consider that they not, might not finish second to me, that's mm. I, I would. <laughs> and all the praise he's got as well. I mean, would you, imagine you're on the Hibs board and you don't finish second this year after all that money. Hmm. I,
3: mean,
2: yeah. I just can't see how that would... I mean, I I, I know that the majority of people used to probably think they will finish second, but um, I just think to even consider that, I just don't see how that's... It, should, it shouldn't be feasible. Falkirk should be well behind. We've done extremely well this year, um, beating last year's total already, and of course Peter Houston set a target at the start of the season for 60 points, one on Saturday, and that's that done worth 8 games to spare It
0: was 15 points per thing wasn't it per quarter
2: quarter. that's outstanding
0: to do that after basically 3 quarters of it to reach that target it'd be unbelievable Um, in spirit of the the same thing we did for the Premiership who's the missing team here Championship who's not playing Livingston Livingston good shout Connor wait for me
3: to shout Morton there (laughs) (laughs)
0: League 1 sees Erdreonians against Brecon City. Now, Airdrie are a bit of a story at the moment um, mm. following the um, uh, health of uh, manager Eddie Vallecki Black at the weekend, last weekend's match. Who was it against last weekend? One Cow'd Beef. Cowden Beef, yes. Um, unfortunately, uh, manager Eddie Vallecki Black took unwell at half-time. It's been later confirmed as a a, a Stroke. stroke. Uh, that he's had. we're speaking with the Chief Executive Ian King uh, who we got on quite well with sat down with him, spoke uh, with with him first and foremost we'd like to wish uh, all the health to Eddie and hope that uh, he recovers from this and comes back as a football manager but from what we understand without going into it in, in great detail uh, it sounded from what Ian was saying that it will be quite a, a long road back for him
2: mm. Yeah it's, it's a, such a shame you know when you're out there I think it was half time yeah. and everyone in the stands thinking get ready for the second half and and that happens and he was part of a vision yeah well he is still part of a vision there at Airdrie and yeah. the big big plans for the place so hopefully he can get himself back um, and be part of that because it's exciting Yeah, it is exciting it's what they've got planned there to go full time it's not like you, you don't hear the clubs going full time you hear the clubs going Part from time. Full time, part yeah. time. Um, so it's a big move, and he, we even know from speaking to Ian that Eddie was a massive, massive, and is still a massive, massive part of that. So they're hopeful that he'll he'll come back. I know mm. that Ian said that, um, and I actually think they've made a very good decision in, in the interim to put a manager like Daniel in there.
3: Something that our very own Ross Clark may have had a direct hand in. Surely not it was actually it was actually quite stunning isn't it, he's just, we were actually talking to Ian, and Ian must have known at this point, it was on Wednesday, yeah, he must have known he that
0: knows, he, he, yeah, knows. he
3: must have known, and Ross just said, right, Danny Lennon, that's a good shout, and all of a sudden two days later, there he is, oh, was it day a later? day later a day later, but I think the thing where that Ross pointed out was Danny Lennon's a good appointment because he needs a stepping stone back into football and he's the sort of guy that'll come in and to the end of the season, and then hopefully Eddie will be back, and he'll he'll leave um, if he hopefully he'll make the playoffs. He'll give himself a better reputation, a stepping stone back into the game.
2: You would also say though, say even looking even at the next year, if the club and Eddie decide they still need more time, mm-hmm. you would say I think Danny's the sort of person, and because of his career, would that actually be willing to say, well, I'll just keep taking it until. Because say he gets off to a fantastic start next season, mm-hmm. Eddie can come back in and he'd get himself a, a decent wee wee gig somewhere. I and mean, he's yeah. managing
3: a full time team, of course. Mm,
0: of course. I mean they're sitting fourth in the league at the moment. He's not gonna go up any higher eh, than fourth mm. in the league. No. Ayer and Peter Head are both fourteen points clear, Dunfermline twenty five points clear at the moment. So he's not gonna go he's not gonna go and win the league, put it that way. But he can um take Airdrie into the playoffs if he can stave off the likes of Albion Rovers, Stranraer, and even Stenhouse Muir at the moment, get them into the playoffs, they'll probably face Livingston. Again, not much pressure there. it all seems to be seems to be geared towards Danny Lennon, I think. I mean, I can't help but feel that he's going to get Allower. And Aloha are going to somehow stay up and he's going to face Aloha in the semi-final. I can't I can't help but feel there's a narrative there. Uh, Airdrie, as we say this weekend have a match and they are at home to Brecon City, a match with Brecon being bottom in the league you would expect them to win, however Brecon City were a famous victory for them over air last week and previous to that a 4-0 thumping win against uh, one of the form teams in the league at the moment surprisingly. Well, at the time anyway, Forfar Athletic, who had just won two in a row themselves. They are now chasing down Falkirk, only eh, Falkirk, For only two points behind Forfar Athletic, and as that obviously means that a victory this weekend could move them into ninth place. Albion Rovers at home to Srinra. now This is a big one that concerns Adrionians and those two teams. I'll be in fifth place thirty-eight points. Strenoir sixth place thirty-five points. i have only lost two of the last ten. I'll be in overs, have only won
3: two of the last ten. Form would suggest Genoir for that one. I'll be on our side that draw a lot of games. I think they got a very good point in their last game against Dunfermline. Yeah, they've drawn with Peterhead and Dunfermline in successive weeks there. a the difficult side to beat, they don't concede a lot of goals. Um, maybe you could flip that around and say they don't score a lot of goals Mm. either but a very consistent side you've got to remember they've just come up from League 2 as well so they've done a cracking job and just to stay stay in that league and stay in that league comfortably it's been a great achievement for them Air
0: United to the match you're possibly looking at going to Johnny Ayr at home to Dunfermline the gap is 11 points at the moment Ayr can get it down to 8 points if they can beat Dunfermline Mm talking to Ian McCall after the match on Saturday he's looking forward to it hoping he'll get a good crowd out for it the, I mean the three meetings between them already this season the four meetings sorry uh, maybe taking away the cup game which wasn't great but the three league meetings anyway mm-hmm. have been outstanding games like all three of them have had real incidents in them red cards galore penalties goals galore Aire have won one then Felman have won two I wouldn't back against Ayr winning this I think Ayr have got a, a decent chance tomorrow judging from seeing them on Tuesday night against Tenhouse Muir, where they weren't actually great for large periods of the match, but ruthless. They've got really good players there, the like say Craig Moore and of course Ryan Stevenson, Alan Trouton, all three of those players scored on Tuesday night. And I th- I think there's a, a nice we feel good factor to Air United. They've been written off quite a lot. Everyone's thinking about Peter Head now. They are still level with Peter Head. I wouldn't I wouldn't
3: write off Air United tomorrow. I've got a funny feeling for mm-hmm. them to beat them firmly. I'll probably go against that and say I fancy Dunfermline, um, probably because I've been to the same game twice this season in Dunfermline, I've won both ties and have looked probably mm. better, I mean you were at one of the, the games The one they won with the me. 10
0: men was, was a big blow for Ayr, and Ayr went on a kind of poor run after that, I think they lost 4 out of 5 games after that, uh, mm. I, is, this, is this Dunfermline's final hurdle in terms of winning the league, corner? they win this one and that's them properly done it?
2: I think so. Um, I mean, there's no doubt over it in my opinion, anyway. But mm. it does sort of round it all off, shall we say? Um, th- th- They've—I <laughs> know—I'm meant to be rivals and all that, but uh, <laughs> they've had the punishment. I think you know they're a club that should be in the championship, um, and I think they'll be a very welcome addition next year. Uh, uh, in a sense, it'll be interesting to see how they go about next year because we've got a team there that can probably already do fairly well in the Championship but they'll look to strengthen. and it'll be interesting to see where they, where they aim to go especially when you look at some of the teams that could be in the league next year or more so out of the league um so they're, they're on a journey um they probably would have liked to win up quicker than this mm. they've been unfortunate with the playoffs and horrendous luck and that they'll be glad they're looking like they're going to avoid that this year um but it's probably about time we've got Dunfermline back up in the Championship. Nothing else but to ignite those famous derbies. Really, so you're not holding
3: that uh, much hope of promotion by the sounds <laughs> of things.
2: Well, <laughs> I like the derbies, but I know what I'd like more. Right. <laughs> I'd quite like to, to sample a,
0: a Falkirk filming game next season. i quite like to see what all the fuss is about. That's that's the brutal honesty the of it. Fife Derby. Forfar are the at Feast home. Fife Derby. Forfar at home to Cowden Beef. And this game. This game is a, a quite a big one for Cowden Beath actually just looking at it, because they're they're just ahead of, of Forfar. they're two points ahead. Cowden Beath, I think a victory here really rubs salt into the wounds, and I think it probably means that Breakin and Forfar are going to be your two teams down the bottom of the league in whatever order. However, for win and cowden beath are really dragged into this battle. If they're not already in this battle, um I've got a uh, it's a tough one to call. I fancy I've seen both teams this season. I've seen both teams win this season, I think. I've got a funny feeling for Cowden Beef on the road tomorrow at Forfar. And don't ask me why, I've just got a feeling they might do it tomorrow.
3: No, I actually agree with you there. I think and yeah. Beef are probably the most unpredictable side yeah. in Scottish 100%. football. 100%. Um, you're almost guaranteed goals with them, though. Hmm. Um, Forfar went on that wee run where I, I said, I came back from the game against Forfar and I said, there's something about them. Um, They didn't look like a team that hadn't won since um, October or maybe even further back than that. They looked like a team that had some sort of belief that they'll stay up. But that 4-0 loss at Breakin's got to have hurt them a lot. Um, And Breakin have picked up a a little run of form as well. Because it looked like, I think at one point it was about 8 points between them. And you thought, right, well that's Breakin's sorted, they're down. But... um, it's right back in the melting pot, and a win for there. there is huge. A win, like you say, for Cowden and Beef, and it could just be down to, mm-hmm. to breaking and Forfar. Definitely. The final game of the weekend is Stenhouse Muir at home to
0: Peter Head. This is a game that intrigues me quite a lot, actually. I think there'll be goals in this match cause you look at Peter Head have scored 66, conceded 33 in 28 matches. Like, that's unbelievable. And Stenhouse, eh, sorry that's Peter Eye and Stenhouse-Muir themselves have scored 37 and conceded 62 so there's, I don't know what's that nearly 200 goals in their matches this year, this season so I think over I think over 2.5 I think probably over 3.5 is a good bet, I've seen Stenhouse-Muir myself three times this season and I've seen a 5-2 against Ayr a
3: 4-1 and a 3-2 against Cowdenby so they just rain goals mm. 198 goals between them 99 each there. That's unbelievable. So, but um, no, I've actually seen Stenhouse-Muir once and it was nil nil. I've seen Peterhead <laughs> twice. I've seen a 1-1 and a 3-all actually, both at Somerset. All three really? of those games were at Somerset Park. But um, no, like you say, Peterhead, extremely exciting. In the right way, Stenhouse-Muir may be the opposite, exciting in not such a good way for their fans. But I mm. um, think Peterhead... Both teams to score there with strikers like Macintosh and um yeah. McAllister. McAllister. Name slipped out my head there, McAllister. Apologies. Um you're always likely to get goals, especially at that level.
0: Yeah, I fancy Peter Head for that one as well. League two Arbroath against East Stirling. What does this match really mean? Probably not a hell of a lot in terms of the upper echelons of the table. Might v tenth. Well, yeah, East, East Stirling lost 3-0 to Clyde and in, in midweek, proving that that win a week earlier at Broadwood was just a complete fluke. our <laughs> uh, Arbroath, yes, as you see, are ninth place, five points ahead. That's a must-win for your localish side if they want to stave off the threat of
2: relegation. I think so, um, sadly. <laughs> uh, I don't like to see any local teams go down, but I think unless they turn it around, the items on the wall anyway for the Playoff. Um, I've always said that I don't want to be sterling, but I'm fascinated to see what happens to the first team that goes down here. Yeah. Um, you know, do they come back? Do they go bust? Do they do they strengthen? Do they come back better? Um, I think there's a, a, a lot, a lot of variables in there, um, and it, it's be interesting. I mean, obviously, sometimes it's good to get a wee bit of freshness in the league. A the mm. bit of a the first <laughs> team that come up would be a novelty. So it'll be tough for them to try and stave it off, but I hope they do. Um but there's, there's still a couple of teams in there that, that could easily find themselves in difficulty. I think Beric
0: Beric right? and Montrose are still in there as well. Beric are Beric are doing alright. They beat Montrose and they beat our in the recent weeks. Got a draw against Queen's Park, two draws against Queen's Park actually, a nil nil on the fifth of March and a one on the twenty third of February. So I think they're 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 hitting form just at the right time. Montrose, uh, they've got Queen's Park at home this week. I don't know if I told much hope for Montrose there, but then again, they are only eight points away from Queen's Park. As crazy Mm. as that sounds, it could only be five points if they can win that match. Uh, Berwick against Sterling. Mm, I I don't know. Sterling Sterling have been quite an unpredictable team this this season as well. They've won 11 and lost 11, drawn 6. ...of their 28 matches this season. As I say, Berwick are hitting form just at the right time. I think Berwick might be an outside chance of a victory there, especially at home. Clyde Elgin, this is where I think Clyde are going to come into their own. And I'm going to put it out there that I think Clyde are still going to win this League 2. They've only lost one of their last six matches. It was that freak result at home to East Stirling. I'm going to put it down as a freak result because... They've, they've won five, eh, four of their, their other five matches and a, a draw against Anon Athletic in a match that I think they conceded a late goal in that game as well. Eh, they were 3-2 up, certainly. And a game against top of the league Elgin,
3: I think you'll see a good crowd tomorrow mm. at Broadwood. I fancy Clyde for that one. I think Elgin's away form has been... It's not the away form of champions, is no. what you'd say. But you wouldn't see Elgin... Slipping up at home to East Sterling, I just don't mm. think it would happen. I mean, the, the the fewest defeats there's been in that league, Queens Park and Annan,
0: and they've both lost eight. So it's, it's like it's unbelievable. So you're, mm. you're going to be certainly, I think, looking at unless a team goes on an amazing unbeaten run for now and end of the season, you're going to be looking at the team who wins illegal of lost double figure matches, which is unheard just of. Almost
3: stunning stat I heard about League Two today. Uh, Queens Park have dropped seventeen points against the bottom against Berwick and East Sterling, so 8th and 10th really like they've lost all if, twice against East Sterling and <laughs> drawn 2 and lost 2 against Berwick so that's 16 points apologies they must have drawn We no 16 points it must be that's unreal they just summed league, league 2 is just unbelievable Final game East
0: Fife against Annan Athletic East 5 fresh off Their victory last week 3-1 it was At Elgin That match you were at Johnny mm. Annan who remember Ages ago Annan were The team Do you remember that They were the team Who were going to run away With this league mm. uh, It's not quite happened For them But they're they're still in there If they win their two games In hand they'd be up to 46 points They would be a point Behind East 5 uh, Who are they obviously As I'm saying Play tomorrow They'd be only three away from Elgin City. I think it could still be any one of those top five, and I think it's going to be fascinating. I really do. I mean, it's brilliant. If they win all the games in hand, you'll have Elgin 49, East Fife 47, Queen's Park 46, Clyde 46, Annan 46. Three points separating the top five.
2: I think East Fife are my tip. Um, I think... Uh, They've actually got <coughs> some good experience there. Players that have played further up, like Jonathan Page is there. He was at, at Hamilton when they we were in the, the top flight and in the first division. Um, and they have got some good players up front. Um, they've got obviously Nathan Austin nice. and... I want to say Kevin Smith.
3: And I think a boy called Smith scored on Saturday for and his they've, first they've so he could got, they've be right.
2: But they've, they've got two good strikers up there, um, who can punish teams, and purely from selfish point of view, I want to see them win the league, because, well, <coughs> you like to see your own doing well.
3: <laughs> I think what you say about Nathan Austin is true, but he's a cracking player, and... He could be the difference. He could be the player that wins his fight for the title. I, I would agree. I think that having watched him Saturday, going to the top of the table and winning like that is exceptional. But if they make the, if they don't win the league, then they're probably going to be in the playoffs. And you've said before that Austin will be back at Falkirk. No, no, no. no. Well, obviously only going back if they win the
2: league. I don't know. No one's ever given a definite. Answer. I don't know a definite answer. You have to look right in the rules. Mm. But you would think because he's on loan and as a Falkirk registered player, it's not a pre-contract thing, Mm -hmm. that if each five were to go up automatically, his business would be done. Yeah.
3: So if they got the playoffs, he would stay, is what you're probably saying.
2: And he would then be able to go and play for Falkirk in the playoffs Mm. in the championship.
3: Interesting. Very
0: interesting.
2: You need to really read the rules. Yeah. I would not like to be the person sitting in the Falkirk office that has to... (laughs) and work that one out one you have Mm. to get right (laughs) if you you get that one wrong then ineligible
3: players
0: Nathan Orson (laughs) with 19 goals has led the way for East Fife this Mm. season midfielder Kyle Wilkie has chipped in with 9 and Jamie Insell as well the Englishman, the only Englishman, the only non-Scotsman in the East Fife squad has uh, chipped in with 5 and I think the majority of them were at the start of the season as well, so that is League 2 they are looking forward to that now we're going to turn attention to the big one on Sunday. We've been kind of hinting at it all along. It's a three o'clock kick-off at Hamden Park for the first major cup final of the season. It is Championship Hibernian against Premiership Ross County. And we're looking forward to this, Johnny.
3: We certainly are looking forward to this. It's actually interesting, What what are the price... Prices for this game. I'll find out if you give us a wee second. I was I was thinking about actually heading along to that. I've not. I thought you meant the the odds. <laughs> the no, the price of the tickets, not the not the odds. I think for, I think actually Hibs are favourites. Talking about odds, uh, Ross County are two to one. Actually I looked at that yesterday. Um, Hibs are about eleven to eight, but it's more difficult to call than that. Mm. I mean, Ross County at two to one. You've got a team that are fourth in the Premiership against a bang out of form, Hibs side. So, I mean, apart from the draw with Inverness, which you'd have know, probably tipped them to win, Hibs haven't... When was their last win? You know, you're, you're thinking back to... It was... um Aloha Probably so, the 3-0 three, match. So you're thinking like a month ago for that. They're going into it. They could not be going into it in worse form. Mm. Um... And County are going into it. I mean, they've lost, obviously, twice to Dundee United, which won't do them any good either. So, it is a difficult one to call, um, definitely. How are you feeling about it, Connor? Are you looking
0: forward to the the first major final of the season, as I say?
2: Should be a good game, too. Um, Teams with very good attacks. Um, And... You know, it's a great day out for everyone at Ross County. They they deserve it. They, they they've done it differently. You know, you don't talk about them as bringing through loads of players, but mm. they've invested well in their team, um, and it's been proven on the park that they've done well. They've had a a really good season. I think you know, potentially a cut one and top six football for Ross County, Virgin on Europe, I suppose as well. Is, mm. is, is fantastic. um Herbs, they've they've also been away in Spain to prepare for the game. Um... And that's a move that some consider great, others consider that you know you, you, sh- you shouldn't really be. It can be a negative. But mm. I think Ross County with the attack they've got, um, obviously, Hibbs, we know they've got plenty of players and plenty of options. But on the day I just about fancy, fancy Ross County to nick it for me, and it's certainly what I'm looking forward to.
0: Yep, uh, delighted to see we're now joined by the current Ross County striker, Brian Graham. Thanks very much for joining us, Brian. No worries. So this game on Sunday, you must be really looking forward to it. What's the, the mood in the, the county dressing room?
1: Yeah, everybody's buzzing all week, obviously. Looking forward to this cup final and everyone's got high hopes of going to Hamden and worth the trophy.
0: Yeah, I mean, what what have you made of your season so far? Disappointing, obviously, last week to go out of the Scottish Cup to your former side, Dundee United, but has it been a, a good year as a whole for you at the
1: moment? Yeah, well, obviously, in-house we set us still out and said we wanted to get a good cup running. Hopefully finishing the top six of the Premier Premiership. So so far so good. We're in the top six at the moment. We're in the cup final. So I would say the season going perfectly well at the moment.
0: And uh, looking at this team you're you're facing on Sunday, how do you how do you look at the game? Because I mean, Hibs are a team. They're they're a Championship team by league, but they're probably not with the players oh, they've I got. Do you... I would
1: say they're a Premier League outfit. They're yeah, some fantastic young players. they just had a player called up to the national side, so I'm sure Hibs will be They've going there Thinking they're going to win it But I think The way we've played this season we were going there With the same mentality And hopefully We get the result on the day
0: And does it Phase the players at all Knowing that there's Going to be the majority Of the fans at Hamden Are going to be wearing green They're going to be cheering On the Edinburgh side Does that phase you As a player at all?
1: Not at all We had that Celtic maybe We turned them over three one at the National Stadium So that won't bother us one bit We'll just go there High hope to Stick to our game plan And hopefully it's us That's left in the trophy At the end of the day
0: and how much does that game against Celtic How much does that mean to the players in terms of confidence Because it's probably the biggest win you've had as a team Going into this final It must mean a lot in terms of uh, the players being there And done it already at the National Stadium
1: Yeah well Celtic are they have probably got to run out champions this year and They've done it over the number, number of seasons So to go to Samden And, and they, as you said they had the big crowd that day And I don't know how many fans we had it. There wasn't as many Celtic acts this year. So we'll go there we, we know what we need to do on the day And we're looking forward to it
2: Obviously for the, the the town as a whole, you know, everything. you're up there training and you're right in the kind of thick of it all. The Fans turn out for you every week in, in impressive numbers and I suppose it's it's a great day out for everybody at the club.
1: Yeah, it's for a family club. Every, everywhere you go, there's a Ross County fan and they're wishing you well. and they're all, they're all in high spirits the same as the players, so hopefully on Sunday we can do it for them as much as doing it for ourselves.
0: And Finally, Brian, uh, how, does, how would a win on Sunday rank in your career achievements if you can get it?
1: Yeah, well I've been to the International State final before and I mm-hmm. loved that one we done the United, so obviously I want to go with this one and hopefully get the winners medal this time in my neck.
0: Right, no bother. Thanks very much Brian for your time and all the best on Sunday. No bother,
1: thank you. See you
0: later. Brian Graham there, the current Ross County striker. Sounds like he's looking forward to it, Johnny. Sounds like
3: he's very eager to win the Scottish Cup, uh, the League Cup. Um, I think he ended most of his answers there with the middler in the neck the lift in the trophy it just shows you the belief that Ross County have have got and they'll think of themselves as favourites I'm sure I'm sure they'll go into that not with the mentality like he said there he knows they're a Premier League standard side but I'm sure they'll go in with the mentality of favourites
0: anything he said there change your mind at all Conor?
2: No, I think, as I say, I've, I think there's a confidence there, and I've already said, you know, I expect Ross County to go yeah. and nick it. Um, I think Hibbs on their day, we know they're a very good side, but <laughs> I think, I just think, as a team, and, and this is the thing it hits me is a, as a team, Ross County look very sound at the back, they've got threat up front. Um, And I, I just got a feeling for them one the day.
3: Mm.
0: How, how about the spectacle of the match then? Because ticket sales have gone pretty well. I think Ross County are still selling tickets today, tomorrow, before the match. But I think you'll see a a good crowd. Are we expecting, I mean, what are we expecting crowd wise? We well, know? I mean, I still have over 30,000 there. there. Mm, um, it's so, pr-
3: pretty good county will, well, they average three and a half, so I'd imagine they'd take... Ten. I would say so. So that would be 40,000, which is more plus than was at uh, the Scottish uh, Cup final. Plus so your usual allocation wasn't. of um,
0: dignitaries and stuff like that. So you could probably have mm-hmm. 40, I don't know, 44, 45, I think it'll look full on the telly anyway. You guys looking forward to just sitting there and watching that on
3: Sunday? Well, I might even go along if I can... Might enjoy you, you didn't you, you didn't find out the prices there for me but it's, it's okay I'll, f- I'll look I'll look at that later and I'll see if I uh, if I fancy going along I'm not sure what what End Connor fancies sitting in with me but we'll have a look at that I'm sure it'll be a, v- a very good game and I think the thing is with I you know I'm, s- I'm saying i fancy going along and games like this attract more neutrals I, f- I feel than a game that maybe involves the old firm certainly Potentially a game that would involve Aberdeen or Dundee United. Maybe the fact that it involves Ross
2: County. Both sides will have real belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that you would think you'll get a really good attacking game. We know they've both got good striking options. So if they both think they can win yeah. then surely they'll both go both out sets to try of fans and win, will
3: turn up as well I think what we've seen when, when Kilmarnock got to the final um, we've seen a number of from the semi-final against like it's air just about I think they took 18,000 to the, se- the semi and what did they take to the final was Celtic? Like? I think they took fewer I think they took Is 14 the, or something to the they final took fewer so that's what I mean it will, be a, it will attract more well you suppose you could say part-time fans or neutrals mm. um, that's always the case I think when you're not playing
0: one of the old firm there's that whole yeah. I hate the phrase but the, the family final whole that whole <laughs>
2: feeling and stuff like that I mean I go with you I don't like that Kind of, yeah. but I think it's a fact that you look at examples of crowd statistics, and it does show, you know, that it, it makes a difference for these kind of clubs like Ross County when they're taking support. He and said just there, he's a it's a family club. He used that phrase yeah. right there, which
3: sums up Ross County. No disrespect to their fans; I think they've got a fantastic fan base. When you got to consider Dingwalls, five thousand folk, and they're taking the. We're talking about them taking 10,000 to a cup final, which is sensational. Mm. Team of the Highlands, really. And this will be, of course, the final League Cup to take place. League Cup final to
0: take place in March. From now on, it's going to be November. So there'll be two League Cup finals in 2016, of course, and the the whole group stage and stuff like that. So let's just enjoy the League Cup while it lasts in its current format.
2: I'm looking forward to... To next year and I think it'll it's a refreshing change. Um And it's the final
0: game BBC will ever have. It's true.
2: That's true. Yes. Um I th- the final doesn't bother me as such. It, uh, the date to me doesn't really it doesn't bother me, I'll be honest. Um I find I found it more with the, the Petrofac Cup. You know, you were nah, semi finals for that's October and you're waiting mean, until Remind me who's even in the final of that. April. I can't remember yeah, it was that long ago. It's just it's just a sellout, that's yeah, all. But um uh, Mm. but the, the the group stage it'll be a test see how it goes mm. um, I, I think I, I, there's people right for it people right against it I don't think you can predict how it'll go because there's so many different things you need to take mm. into it you know sizes of clubs playing each other and all that sort mm. of stuff but it's good that it's good that at least change has been considered and mm. it, it's been tried and I think you know we can't stand and, and castigate the game um, when at least there's been efforts made, um, so. But Sunday will be good, but a good day out for both sets of fans. Mm. Good atmosphere, and just hopefully again we talk about games being on TV and it lives up to to with the, the nation watching. I suppose.
0: Definitely, who is going to be lifting the cup come Sunday evening? Just a team name, please. Ross County. Ross County. I think Hibs will be lifting it on Sunday. But I think it'll be. I think actually I actually have a feeling that it'll go to extra time. I've got that feeling where I can't separate them, uh, and I can I can see extra time on the horizon on Sunday at Hamden Park. I'm just looking forward to it. And uh, I just uh, as I said earlier on in the year, I hope it's a good final because last year Celtic Dundee United it was a bit, it was a bit, it wasn't great. Year before mm. it was Aberdeen Inverness. Not well, not great, putting it mildly, probably the worst final I've ever seen in the history of football. So hopefully hopefully we just see similar to the Scottish Cup finals we've seen in recent years, hopefully uh, we see a really good final. And I don't I'm not bothered really who wins at all. i part of me would quite like to see Ross County win it actually for their, their first um Might start that I like both Highland teams will be both lifting Highland the teams. two and then when Peter Head join them in April that'll be unbelievable as well can you imagine but Scottish Aberdeen football sure, but Scottish football just implode if Peter Head, Ross County and Inverness hold three, the three cup competitions <laughs> looking forward to it though if you're off to Hamden on Sunday enjoy yourself no matter what side you're supporting even if you're a neutral enjoying the match there is of course other football though we've discussed it all during this 90 minute burst ball podcast get yourself out to a game this weekend And report back to us on Monday evening when we will be talking about the weekend's action. Thank you, Connor Park. Thank you, Johnny Clark. I've been your host, Hamish Carton. Enjoy your weekend, stay safe, and we will speak to you next week.